and help people i mean like it's selfish help we made up a term we can do whatever the fuck we want are we are we in first of all we're always in and even when we're in are we really much more professional than this that's what i was i was gonna say we're always in and also always not in it's really confusing (laughs) yeah i'm like what is it we're both always on and always off if that makes any sense yeah it's the jammers mantra oh quick well let's get ready to do your radio voice Stop! Everyone, quick, say "cunt" before we go in. <laughs> it's I don't. That, that's actually how you find your accent. Yeah, but yeah, that's how we <laughs> hit the dialect. Oh, yeah. No, I really like. I so far this cold open okay, has so, been comedy bronze. So wait a second. So so there are <laughs> my. So I was with I was with my Ten. family on this vacation. Yeah. Okay. And my sister okay. pointed out that there are holes. In the Jammers plot, we have left some hanging loose ends. Oh, you don't say us? Yeah. Wait, hold on. What? There are people. We don't tie everything up in a neat little package. People are hanging on the edge, waiting to hear the conclusion of Jammers episodes. And like what? We get caught up. Well, the one that she pointed out was so we were going to do a follow up episode to the apartment episode. Yeah. And I could not pull through. Oh, let me tie that up. I am in a relationship with my landlord and showering in Long Island. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Wendy lives in Long Island now with her. My sister was she very... She takes the kid to school. She right. was very genuinely concerned for your yeah. well-being. I have a goddaughter apartment. and a great shower. It's three hours away from the studio here. Hold, Wendy's roommates are dead because they had to stay in that apartment, so they're yeah. long dead. Right. From the noxious fumes of, of smoking hot chicken grease. Absolutely. But if you're looking for a place to crash, I could make money if I Airbnb'd that because I just put the bodies in one room. And it's we're <laughs> squatting at this point. We're not even paying rent. Well, and the great part, too, is the smell of the smoking chicken grease disguises the smell of the rotting human bodies. So exactly. No one will notice. Yeah. I'll be like, mm, it smells. Is it chicken? Are you frying chicken in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Well, I guess that ties there, that one up. up. Yep. So that's what's going on with my bathroom. All right. Lou said number two. Megan, how was your Halloween? Yeah, I was gonna say there's. Uh, I was fucking Miss Piggy and I nailed it. Yeah. I almost won a costume contest, but I didn't, so I lost. Where was the so contest? I'm still a fucking loser <laughs> at the tiki bar. Oh, yeah. I should have won because I was specifically altered my costume. Me and Preston altered our Kermit Miss Piggy costumes to be tiki. Kermit and Miss Piggy. So what does a tiki Kermit like, and Miss Piggy consist of? A lay? You wore a fucking tiki shirt and I wore like a tiki outfit. I think you probably lost because I, of the pandering. Because we both own those. I mean, whenever yeah, I see someone pandering, I'm like, no, nah, fuck these guys. No, but that's like that's like Muppet. Instead of like Muppets take Manhattan, that's like, you know, Muppets, Muppets take, take Molokai. Take Polynesia. Yeah. yeah. Muppets, Muppets take racism. Mm. Oh. Speaking of that, my friend's dad, uh, his Halloween costume was black. Ooh, Speaking uh, of racism, oh. yeah, I, I'm not saying it, but uh, on the nose there, Wendy. Really? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Really? And he's old enough that there's like no hint of like, he had, has zero oh, idea. No irony. Zero idea. Well, like, and, and like, could not understand why anyone would be mad about it. 
Oh. God. But <laughs> like, that's, that's completely just a disappointing cluelessness. Oblivious to like that, that, that there's something wrong with doing that. Was just 100% into it. And the problem is, he went out trick or treating <laughs> his grandkid. No one else had a problem with it either. I am at when he's just like, I don't get where he's at. He's in a KKK wizard hat carrying a tiki torch. I'm trying to win this competition. I did. I went. I swear to God, I went to a Halloween party and somebody came dressed as like as that. And you know them. And I'm not going to say who <gasps> on the podcast. Oh. But I was like, that is first of all, you just look normal, which is upsetting. <laughs> right. I just dress like that. And now you, you throw a tiki torch in your hand and I'm upset. Secondly, not even funny, really. Just like. Right. Also, an actual white person. Like maybe if you were a person of color <laughs> doing white face, do it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way that that would work, say, and there's no way it would work. Once again, it's insane that we have to say fuck Nazis. I know. It's crazy. We did. I know. That's an Every, insane thing to ever have to say. It's a theme. It's a continuous fuck. theme of this podcast, which I am glad it's a continuous theme. Yeah, I'm glad we don't. We never waver in our, in our not in our like no of Nazis. That's fuck positive. Nazis. Jesus. God damn it. Yeah. I'm, every time and it seems so obvious, especially on social media, you look at stuff and when people go like, okay, we get it. Nazis are bad. And it's like, no, but obviously a lot of people yeah, fucking but guys, don't. No, they're real bad. The yeah. Guys. Real bad. Guys. <laughs> real bad. Not okay. Like, like there's, there's what not the like fuck? a little bit of like, yeah, but you know, I knew what, I knew this Nazi and he'd go, he'd volunteer to nursing home all the time. Eh, still a Nazi. Right. Still a Nazi. Right. Dude, I grew up in a Not place okay. with Nazis. Never okay. Not yeah, okay. me too. Guess what? Clint, uh, by the way, fuck. fun fact for your listeners, we all grew up in a place with Nazis. <laughs> right. Like, whether we, we knew it or not. I yep. I think we all we all kind of quietly grew up in hardcore ass places. Yeah. Well, no, just people around <laughs> you were cunts. Different. Yeah. And they just hide it. Yeah. It's, a, it's the same way like one of your close family members that you always thought was just really fun is a raging alcoholic. You just yeah. never know. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I have something to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, we know. This is not water in this my bottle. Not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know, back to the fun. We have a jam lamb. Yeah. It's not from a Nazi, is it? No, no Nazis. Oh, our jam lamb this week is Will you send a shout out request to my best friend Sarah Bribe? Bribe? How do we do how do we say that? I'm gonna guess Bribe. Sarah Bribe. I I just like it better. Yeah. Let's call her Sarah the Butcher. Sarah yes, the Butcher. She's my best. She's she, Yeah. Which by the way, I have a problem with this lady calling her her best friend because she's my she, best friend. Because <laughs> she owns a butcher shop in Kansas City, and I'm gonna go hang out with her and cut up a whole bunch of pigs. Yes. Yes. Because that's the only way you'll eat pork. Yeah, if I personally slaughter the animal. If I personally and raise rub its blood all over right. my body. I have to personally raise the animal, <laughs> give it a name. Yeah, develop a very close relationship with it, make friends with a spider. And then yeah, eat it. Exactly. So you're going to be in Kansas for like probably a year or oh, two. Oh, the podcast is over. Yeah, the last episode will be when I get to Kansas City uh, in December. Oh, and no, then, we're going to do a year-long arc. This is going to be a This American Life 12-part series. We're going to release one every week. Well, no, that's I won't be here. Do I will just be there living my life. And then in two years, we'll meet back up again. So I'm not going to be on the podcast for a couple of no, years. No, Megan, you Skype in. You're in this forever. No, 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 no. 
And Sarah Bribey is also in this forever, as it is her belated birthday. I know it'll be a belated shout, birthday shout out, but she loves you guys and got me hooked on the podcast too. Just send some birthday love and take a shot of whiskey, please. Thanks. Y'all are entertaining as fuck. Oh, dude, thank you. Thank yes. you. I'm, so birthday shout outs. This is a good week for birthdays. It's one of my best friend's birthdays uh, yesterday. It's another good friend of mine's birthday today. Yeah, my niece turned three it's yesterday. Sarah's birthday. Like, this is a big deal. I'm, she's I'm, like a person now. She's three. I know, she's three. She can be considered a favorite person because she's a person. Yeah. She can like form sentences and stuff. Yeah, she just runs around and uh, rubs my sister's belly because my sister's about to have our other kid in like two weeks. And she'll rub the belly and be like, I can't wait to meet Tommy. And I'm going to be. And that's like really sweet. And then she goes, hey, mom, can I punch you in the stomach? <laughs> so she yeah. like, so she's a real person with homicidal tendencies out of the gate. She's a psycho. She just yeah, she's a starling. Yeah. She just puts makeup on and then threatens to murder a baby. So she's three. Happy birthday, Annabelle. Oh. <laughs> we have a we have a young fan base. She probably listens. So let's say, should we sing happy birthday to Sarah? We don't just read the jam. Oh. So first of all, Bridget, yeah, wow. let's not sing happy birthday. Yeah. I mean, no what one is, wants to hear us. What sing. is what is a special? <laughs> what is a special birthday shout out? Sarah. So Sarah emailed us and is a butcher in Sarah, Kansas City. Oh, she yeah. sounds like the biggest badass. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hang out with her and then I'll skin her, wear her skin and own her butcher shop. <laughs> right. So ha ha. Happy fucking birthday. What else do you yeah, want? Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm crawling inside of you. And happy then, birthday. And then you show up two years later back to that tiki bar just covered in Sarah's rotting flesh. Yeah. Who's second place in this costume contest but, now? But I'll wear a tiki shirt. So I'll be like, like, tiki rotting flesh. I'm a tiki zombie. <laughs> Is that your same as Piggy Nose from two years ago? No, this is from the last pig that I ate. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> so happy birthday, Sarah. Happy birthday, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridget, thank you for writing to us. And the title of this is, uh, God damn, you look great in that outfit today. No, no, no. That's actually the level of uh, compliment that oh, we give Oh, see, him. I don't even when know they what we're doing. When they purchase a jamalam. We don't know anything. Oh. See, when they purchase a jamalam, I made all these witty captions. So oh, yeah, when they witty, enter Steven. a certain amount of money, I know, I know. Okay. Well, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to, well, then we need to go in. Well, we'll think of, if we go in and do it, it's just going to all be like, I know. Negative. No, we shouldn't. Let's, no. no let's, you it, can think of, I mean, if you no, have we, we really better can't. comedic we really punch can't. Of You know what it's going to be? If we do it, it's going to just be each level. It'll be like one finger in the butt, two fingers. In the, like it's going to be <laughs> yeah. simple and very dumb. Yeah. And it's going to have to do with butts and pussies. <laughs> And only will think it's funny, and everyone else will be like, "This is gross." Right? No. I'm not doing this. Right. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to pay for four fingers in my butt. That's ridiculous. Right? I can get it for free if I stay at the bar late enough. Yeah. So this episode, so we were gonna. We, the plan was initially to to all do do beam and get tested this week, but beam might be the new seamless of of STD testing app. Yeah. But it is not fast. <laughs> like. Yeah, well, it takes I a mean, couple days. Well, you still gotta wait for period. test results. Yeah, yeah, you, you're gonna be waiting. No, you can't, you can't speed week. up that process, right? So, so Wendy, Wendy jumped in and bought in a guest that I'm so excited about. Yeah, this guy is. Uh, I well, yeah, the beam thing. Yeah, I had to reschedule my appointment. I did. They rescheduled the FaceTime. Yeah, we're still we're working out Ooh. the kinks. Oh, I think Ooh, our guest is here. Of our guest. guest. All right, I'm gonna answer the door. Announce the guest. Oh my god. So, um. Hey, Megan, it's just us. <laughs> it's just us girls. It's just us gals. All right. Fuck Steven. It's quick. Hack oh, shit. He's going to listen to this. Oh, shit. <laughs> I always forget. I always talk shit about him, and then I forget that he's our producer, and he's going to be at it this later. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. We're like, these fucking Jamalam titles. So our guest yeah. is uh, Petey Diabro. 
We're learning about. Oh, buy a jam Oh, yeah, buy jam This is like, ooh, this is perfect timing. And a lot of times people would set this up, but we're just so good that the universe is working out in our favor. For the first time, literally ever. Right. It's just because we started so late. Yeah. This is yeah. This is just because I had to go jump a car twice. Yeah. This is because we fucked. Oh, the same car. The same car. Because yeah. I had to go jump to the same car twice. Well, like jump it with cables or were you jumping over? Is that part of your like cardio? Wad? Yeah, that's part of my that's Hi, part of my Petey, wad. How I are you? Jump nice over to see you. This, this is Petey, Megan. Hey, Megan, Petey. This is Megan Rice. Hey, she skypes in from LA. Here, PD, you want to sit over here? I did. Please, we did. This guy is a very funny comedian. He's got his own podcast called Hope of the Hood. One of the funniest fucking people you will ever see live. Uh, And it's an all around great guy. Just a good guy. Please get up for Peter Diabro. Clapping sounds. Yay. Yay. Hell yeah. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Morning. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nice to see you here. We'll do so. Wait, you can look at that. Megan. Oh, now Meg I can buggy. see your pretty face. <laughs> look Hello. at everyone bright and early at once. Cheers. Terrible. Terrible. Cheers. Megan's oh, in cheers. LA. She's been up cheers. forever. She already worked out. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's with the program. We're real pieces of shit. Yeah. I worked out. Oh, I am not with the program. I'm <laughs> miserable right now. I'm fucking miserable talking to you guys. <laughs> I would much rather be in my bed. <laughs> Did you work out today? Yeah, I walked to the park. Oh, nice. I got a cup of coffee. Nice. See, that's that my kind of workout. And then I went I'm, back I'm home. Really, really <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a workout. Steven could work out like that. That sounds like it's right on my, we should, we should be workout buddies. <laughs> we'll just roam in the morning, exhausted, getting park. coffee. Come back. Where do you live? Which, where do you live? Right now, I live with my girlfriend in Ridgewood. Oh. So it's cool over there. Yeah. A lot of Polish people. Ooh. Polish and Puerto Rican. They do. Oh, that's an interesting mix. And gentrifiers. Mm. I we They're got fucking everywhere. The gentrification <laughs> not thing. In the, not in the Bronx, though. Not like, yeah. Is that where you grew parts up? Of the Bronx, but not all the way. Yeah. Like where my mom's lived is there's no gentrifying. Yeah. Nobody wants to go over there. No, because they gotta wait. They need like initial settlers. Yeah, you need initial settlers. You need establishments. Right. Yeah. You know, you need a little maybe a Thai food place. You need a Starbucks. Maybe yeah, a you cheese need shop. The, absolutely. You need Whole Foods. Yeah. We're not equipped yet. Right, they need to have the little like traps so the white people well, feel you need, safe. You need the yeah. first, the first. They can the scurry into wave. their little. I think it's once a juice place opens, once a cold a place that cold presses juice. We got that. But that's when it's all. That's over. all we got, though. It's just. Ooh, I feel like that's the beginning. See, I think it's a coffee. It's the beginning lab, of the end. Like a really pretentious mm. coffee shop that's only like with there. the slow yeah. drip coffee bullshit. Once you start, seeing, wait once you start seeing artisanal yep. going yeah. around, then you know if they, if you yeah. walk if you walk it's into time a place, to move north, everybody. <laughs> if you walk into a place that's one, bar- he looks like one failed barista, and it looks like a chemistry set. Yeah, that's how you know you're fucked. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the bar, the bartender. You see, like a, they're putting a sprigs of rosemary in your drink. You're yes. like, yep. Yes. He insists on being muddling. called a mixologist. Right. That's Once like, they start uh, muddling something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one guy. rooms like that. Yeah. That f- and I like standing room shout out. Love that place. Love Ooh-hoo. that venue. The drinks though. They have a drink and it has lavender infused in it. And I'm like, oh, this will be good because lavender is like, oh, this is calming. Right. It's mm-hmm. like a me- I'm like, this will be great. It's like a calming herb. That's how I justify getting that drink. <laughs> but you get it the first time I got it. I was like, oh, great. I'm having kind of a panic attack. I'll get the drink with lavender in it. But it's served in like a light bulb balancing mm-hmm. on yeah. ice. Mm-hmm. So you're like so afraid that you're going to break it that I'm like, this is double, triple my panic attack. That's not even, yeah, a, it's that's very not even, stressful. that's not even a drink. That's a libation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a liability. That's a liability. <laughs> liability. 
Oh my God. So we're, this is, I'm so excited that you did that you're on the show. So this is a selfish help podcast ooh, ooh. and we are trying to like, uh, find shit to do to make ourselves try better people. Do, we hmm. try and do, we were listening, you know, like there are all these self-help guys and mm-hmm. they run around and they like teach you how to eat right and fucking exercise. And, and we're, <laughs> I think, I think we're all, we're all, you guys are really good at certain things. And then I'm bad at most things. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely pulling up the rear. What are you bad at? <laughs> Any kind of exercise. Oh, jeez. Right. There was we did a we did a, an episode with a trainer the other week where I could not stand. Like we were on sitting like this, and she was like, "Okay, now lift up on your right leg," and it was like my body just was like, "Nope, you're not. That's not a thing you can do. Go fuck yourself." Maybe you just built for survival. Maybe I'm just built for computers. No, you built for some like you built for like yo, it's Armageddon, right leg work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like for leisure, leisure shit, your legs is like nah, chill. No, so. I'm pretty sure I'm built more to like create the the second wave of uh, a virtual reality and that computers so that are going to kill us. The second that, there's some kind more. of a glitch in the system, the second there's one thing that happens that's a hint of Armageddon, mm. you're going to throw yourself in front of the first bus because no. you can't survive. Oh, 100%. I'm going to build 100%. a robot nah, to a, shield my. He's gonna be on the spec. Who you think you need technicians on the mothership? Yeah, he's gonna be on the mothership. He has to run the soundboard for when we're doing shows. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you don't think about like I think about that shit. I go, all right, smart guy. We need you to read the instructions. <laughs> yeah, you need me to talk to the aliens. Right. You know, I'm well versed. You need me for crowd work. <laughs> need you for the crowd yeah. work. Yeah. And the and the and the hypnot- hypnotism because the aliens will be like, Ooh. yeah. And then he figures out. And then I'll be like, yo, relax. Perfect. And then we survive. Exactly. So this episode is about apocalypse plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. We want to learn. This is something that I want to do. And I know you're big into this. Um, and like, as far as like building up communities and volunteer work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like what, that's something that we all need to do, especially holiday time. I, yeah. Just to be less self-centered. Cause I feel like everyone's on their phones constantly and trying to find like a, put a good selfie. People were just so self-involved. And like, uh, there's not a lot of focus There's so much focus on the self and people don't focus outward Mm -hmm. and like help somebody even just like give money to somebody sitting on the street. But like, what can we do? Like, do you work? So now, now this is real creepy. Hmm. I saw on your Instagram, Mm -hmm. you working in a soup kitchen. First of all, I want to say, uh, America's the best. Yes. One, two, I want to say, uh, I don't necessarily volunteer as much as I do community service at the soup kitchen. (laughs) But, oh, that's great. But, but I like to consider it me volunteering. It's so just forced volunteering. I feel bad. Because think about, like, I, I joke about this, but America's the only country. Like, I got I got uh, charged for mail fraud, right? Okay. This is, like, a few years ago. And they were like, should we send them to jail? They were like, no, nah, I got a better idea. Let's make them help people for free. <laughs> For 200 hours. <laughs> this is the only country. Like, if you would have, if I would have stolen in other countries, I would have been in jail. They would have cut, cut my hand. hand You'd be caned. Yeah. yeah. So, like, America. But, like, no, it, it's actually, I do go there, like, two, three times a week. And uh, it's cool. It's not that it's, it's not that it's cool, but it's, like, sometimes you, I like, I'll feel flustered or i'll feel like man like what the fuck you know when you get those feelings like what the fuck am i doing in the world Every like what day. the hell's going yeah, on you mean constantly you mean the existential crisis that i'm plagued with right and then not even including the external shit 
that gets pushed in your face and like you sometimes you don't even want to read the newspaper you go to the grocery store and you don't you can't help but look at the front page and yeah. you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. why did I have to know about this yeah and then you go there and it's like oh shit people just want to eat yeah. yeah like there's people like you're th- I'm thinking about this crazy shit and there's someone that's just like yo can I get a plastic fork instead of a metal one because I don't know how well you clean the metal forks shit shit they yeah. get bad and bougie. That's a, yeah. The, well, that's the thing. You get a little entitlement. Oh. <laughs> it's like imagine working at Red Lobster with just you know the hood. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. For free. That's a smart <laughs> idea. That's actually a really that's a better punishment than jail. I think because especially oh, if it's helping for, people. Yeah, for sure. Because especially if it's for something like any type of like theft or like a mail for anything like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. where you're trying, you're trying, you're like trying to fuck somebody else over. Right. And then you go around and you're like, oh, and then just to connect you with humans or it's like, no, no, we're all humans. So like be less shitty to each other. Right. Did but that I have mean, that effect on you or? It depends because um, <laughs> everybody's different. Everybody's different. So like for me, I, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, stand up. So that kind of it all fell in line at the same time, like when I got arrested, when I went, when, you know, when I got arrested, when I went to uh, court, when I got sentenced, community service and stand. So it all made sense as far as like, all right, you got to keep your life uh, intact if you don't want to go to jail yeah. and you want to be a better person or like good enough to do this thing. Right. You know what I mean? Because like I, there's a rapper right now that just went to jail, Meek Mill. Right. He went to jail or he got sentenced for two to four years. For violating probation, mm. he's a big it was like rapper. He didn't show up to his court dates and stuff, right? He he got arrested twice since being on. Do you know how scared I am to even take a piss in the street? Like I will piss myself. Yeah, really. Before because yeah, I because you don't want you don't want to get uh, anything. That would this be is like charge. I couldn't imagine having million dollars, like millions of dollars, like this guy does. Right. And like I have nothing, and I still treat it like yo. This is my opportunity that I can't fuck up. Like, yeah. I got, some, I got a reason to be here yeah. as opposed to someone that's just like millions of dollars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, uh, champagne. And it's like you go to jail. It's hard to feel sorry for you. Right. You know yeah. Because I mean? it's like you can take an Uber. You can get somebody to take you to your court date on time. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, and you cannot go to jail. Like it's I'm, not hard. To, it's not hard to not go to jail. It's no. really not like it's not. Especially when you got money, like why are you going to jail? I think there's a point that you hit where you you forget the rules apply and i'm only speaking you know Absolutely. i have a i have a weird i agree i, I have agree. a weird background mm-hmm. um and and i don't know so i i mean i used to to work in the music industry and i know a lot of guys that are in bands or that are touring or that mm-hmm. you know I, I used to work for island def jam so i oh, know yeah. a lot of like rappers and um just watching those guys as they live their life like their life moves so fast and there's so much going on in any given day like you know how you brush little shit under the rug mm-hmm. like you get like a bill Right. And you're like, like Christina, don't Christina actually, I don't pay any of my bills. Christina used to have a joke about putting bills in the closet and it wasn't a fucking joke. She oh, really would get a bill and she had a section of the closet that we found later cleaning that <laughs> it was like, holy shit. Like you've just been, been letting this go for, for two years or so. <laughs> like, like when she was broke, she would just let those things go. And it's just those things you don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when your life hits a certain level and you're making millions of dollars and you're managing small businesses, which is what a rap career is, right. you know, like you get something like a charge for something that you think is bullshit and you're flying all around and you're like, am I going to be in this town on this day? Like whatever. And I think that's how those things happen, you know? And I feel like people I mean, no, he got arrested on. twice, one for yeah. reckless, one for uh, something with drugs, something with a firearm. Mm-hmm. 
The second one was reckless and uh, I think it was like assault or something. And then like reckless endangerment. Yeah. Or something like that was like, dude. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like he missed you, a court date. You, like, right. it wasn't, it wasn't like a so casual it sounds, So it sounds like thing. he's also managing businesses in addition to his rep career that we know nothing about. Right, right. It's probably right. very important to him. And so to him, yeah, it's but just, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing because just because you have money... It's like you're still an asshole. Like you, I mean, yeah. I'm, and, well, isn't he getting no like two one, to no four years? Like you're gonna get caught. Excuse you're gonna. Me? Isn't he getting like two to four years? Like he's yeah. get like. He but that, got, that's like, what he got sentenced to. But I think they're appealing it, so he could probably oh, well, yeah. walk. But still, just being sentenced two to four years is like everybody's like, oh my god, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? But at the same time, it's funny because like I'm I, like the thing that I'm in trouble for now. Can you talk about that? Well, vaguely, I'll talk about it. Yeah. So the life that I lived, it was like I was making a lot of money at a young age, right? So I sometimes I look at even like comics that are like just getting into money. Mm-hmm. I see that thing that it's like you've never experienced this feeling before. So it almost takes it, it takes over mm-hmm. where you don't even make sensible uh, decisions. Like I remember one time there was a I lived in Miami. There was a, there was a hurricane coming, right? Yeah. I don't remember the name of the hurricane, but I had just got a new car and I was like, yo, I got to get these rims. And my partner was like, <laughs> the hurricane was coming. And my partner was like, yo, I'm thinking I'm going to go to Vegas for a few days or whatever. You want to come? I'm like, nah, I'm going to be stunting on niggas in the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my decision that I made. Like, I'm going to get these rims, get them installed and ride around. Yeah. In the And then, um, so then I got trapped. I've never been in a hurricane. I'm from the Bronx. I've never been in a hurricane. I don't know what it's like to have non-perishable oh items. All I had was a bunch of weed. A fucking uh, a bottle service girl came over, and we just had <laughs> sex and smoked weed, and we were hungry for like three days. <laughs> that, and that's all we had. So those are the type of decisions. And like even like when I got to the last of my money, I would have friends that that would be like, "Hey, Petey, why don't you invest some money? Put some money aside. You're spending money dumb." And I'm just like. Yo, you hating on me. <laughs> it sounds like you hating on me. Guess who's not getting invited to the next dinner party? Yeah. You. Guess who's not getting invited to the next hurricane party? Yeah. You. <laughs> so I, and then so funny, it's like there was a documentary too. Have you ever seen Broke? No. It's 30 for 30. Yeah, it's, it's a about, great 30 for 30. And I can relate because I know what it's like. You know what it's like to not have anything and to love rap music and entertainment. So all of the things that have that allure to them, you finally have a chance to have that feeling. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're not thinking about the funniest people thing is when people ask me, so did you save any of the money? I'm like, hell no. What the fuck is like? <laughs> that's like you yeah. give us a that's like you give a starving kid a Thanksgiving dinner, like a plate. Yeah. And then come back and be like, you didn't save anything? He's like, no, nah, I've been wanting to eat this whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and the money thing too. And it's like it it's so addictive. You see how addictive it is. Mm-hmm. And I, with the sugar daddy stuff, the same thing. Now, Megan and I are super different. because, And Steven's good with money, too. You guys are both really good with saving money. I'm terrible. With the sugar daddy thing, because it's the same as, like, getting money. It's Because it's you feel like it's it's a weird thing where it almost feels like dirty money. Because it's, like, mm. from an... No, it's not. No, 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 no. Let's walk this line. No, 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 no. Maybe immoral, but definitely not. Yeah, no, it's an immoral act. But it's like you get. It's gray, gray area. I mean, but it's a it's a strange feeling to be where like you've worked and like scraped by and worked two jobs your whole life and barely scraped by, and then you go and you like have dinner and like get laid, and then there's an envelope of cash in your purse. There'll be like fifteen hundred bucks in your purse, and you're like. And there's this feeling of like, 
So I get the rims thing because you're like, we're going to dinner. Let's get yeah, drugs. Let's fu- even like I, on the guys we fuck. When I think guys we fucked, I um I talk about I was addicted to escorts. Yeah, like, yeah, I no, was. I, remember. I would do like three to four escorts a day. Yeah, Holy this is. Yeah, no, I remember. PD's, is, yeah. PD's guys. There are a couple episodes of guys we fucked. Wendy's episode yeah. and like PD. There are a handful of other comics where it's like their episodes were like watermark episodes. But I remember listening to PD's episode and being like, "Holy shit!" Just because it's a real, it's a real perspective, and it's a real like I didn't have anything, and yeah. then I had this money, and just like you were into the escorts. Because I. So how was, much money were you blowing a day? I don't know, probably like a maybe like fifteen to two thousand. Jesus, wow! But I was yeah. making like fifteen to twenty thousand a week. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Like, right. And what's the point much. of making the money unless you're living? Yeah. It. And yeah. then like I was like I said, I wasn't going to like I would go to the club, but I'm not going to the club. Like I'm I'm still from the hood, so it's like I know I look like a meal ticket. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to create a relationship with a girl at the club like, hey, you want to hang out? I'd rather hang out, have fun if something happens and then go home and then order a woman online. Yeah. yeah. Did you date a lot before that? I mean, did you did you have like I mean, loving yeah, I serve, relationships? We, we serve, I serve a purpose. That's the same with these dudes here. The money thing is God, this may this is a rapidly turning into a budget episode. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we're yeah, the soup it's kitchen. I'm like, Petey's the, yeah, I'm like, Petey's, you know what? He probably volunteers. And now it's like, oh, <laughs> this is a million times better. Yeah. Yeah. When you start making money, it's so addictive. And this is in the back of your brain. And they do where you go, like they do all these studies where people who are broke all the time and then they win the lottery and they don't know what to do. And you just freak out. And so there's this idea when you're broke all the time. that Oh, when you have money. That makes that that makes you it happy and everything's things. okay. But it's like, no, 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 you have more stuff. Mm. But like I was definitely happy though. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it is actually right. <laughs> it is much nicer. I live on fucking South Beach, dude. I'm from the Bronx. I fucking walk to the beach every morning. Like, it is kind of the best. Yeah. No, it for sure. It buys happiness. Yeah. Oh, it man, buys I live down the block sure. from Ball Harbor. Like I was fucking wait. I got guy. this bracelet Good. from a guy I'm dating, not a sugar daddy guy, just a regular guy. Well, he's smart. This is more than half of my rent. And I cried when he gave it to me because I was like, oh, where's the receipt? I want to cash this in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I said, I was like, thank you. And I started to cry. What's and he that, was like, that, David Yerman. No, it's I don't even know. what Allure. I don't even know. He's like, it's diamonds. And I started to cry. And he's like, oh, and I had a line. I was like, I'm just so emotional. No one ever gets me gifts. But I was just like, I could have bought like I need shoes. And, and yeah, like, exactly. so much about more how you much you could have, how much oh. you could have bought. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> now that I have you here, we'll find but a way PD, to sell. So I've been listening. I've been listening to Hope of the Hood, mm-hmm. and I, fuck, I really, really like what you're doing. But you're, it's clear that you have a message and a purpose, and mm-hmm. like, like you're trying to inspire people. Like the way you talk is, you know, it, it almost feels like you have one foot in inspirational speaking. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I really, I dig that a lot. I, I'm curious, like, did you have a moment where you went from like doing all this shit and doing your thing to okay, this is purpose this is did you have like a a awakening light bulb yeah i think i just fucking hit a wall and i realized oh shit i don't have the skills to be (laughs) to to survive (laughs) as an adult like i hustled my whole life so yeah i've had like little jobs here and there but for the most part i like probably hustled my whole life and then i think i became i've turned like 28 29 and i got fired from a job and I was like sitting on the couch and but I would have a friend that would always like he was like the only friend I had in a bunch of knucklehead, like a knucklehead bunch of friends. It was one friend I had that was like an entrepreneur, like he had a print shop. 
Yeah. And he's young. He was like our age. Yeah. And he was like, he was old, but, and like, we bonded over the book Think and Grow Rich. Like, I was like, oh, you read that? He's like, yeah, I read that. And I was like, I read that. So then we were cool because we kind of had the streamlined thought. And he would always try to like uh, inspire me or like be like, yo, what are you doing? You on the couch? What do you do? You got to get up. You got to do shit. And then one day he invited me to a, a, a speaking engagement in Miami. And mind you, this was like I said, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So it, does it, was this after the crash or after a fall? Or what was the wall that you hit? So you're in Miami. Oh, I, I mean, the, hustle stopped, that, the right? hustle stopped working what I was doing before yeah. to make the money. So it stopped working. And um, and then I split with my partner that okay. I was doing the hustle with because I was just like it was my emotions. It was too when you go from getting 20,000 a week to making maybe eight thousand a month and then to maybe making two thousand a month you start feeling like oh man i can't let my emotions ride on this shit anymore because it's (laughs) fucking killing me yeah it's like all of those amounts of money sound great to me i'm like two thousand a month that sounds amazing no but i mean (laughs) but then so yeah so i ran out and i was just like just hustling like trying to fucking figure shit out but then i got the job it was kind of like a dead-end job i didn't know which way i was going and then i got fired from the thing the last thing i thought i had yeah like your last resort. Yeah, like my like this was like after eight years of hustling straight. Right. And not paying taxes, not doing like not living a regular person's life. Yeah. Like this is me just conning and conniving every cent. You know what I mean? To all right, I'm gonna go. You know how hard it is to work for someone younger than you? Oh right. my god. When when you just like they don't I see millions of dollars. Yeah. Like at their age where they're trying to boss me around, like, dude, by the time I was your age. Like, that's how I'm looking at them. Mm -hmm. So that was always, it was hard for me. It took me like two years of just bumming before I even got that job. Yeah. Which was like, all right. What's weird, you get used to it. Like, you're talking about the people at the, where you, um, you, where your community serve at the soup kitchen, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they get entitlement. It's like, I give me the plastic fork. I don't trust. You get used to, no matter where you are, as soon as you bump up a little bit in status, Mm -hmm. you get used to that. And so you're like, this is what the fuck I deserve. deserve. And then when you go up so high, so young. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking hit. And then I got fired from that. The thing that I felt like. The thing that you fucking hated. I hated it, but I knew it was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I know I'm always going to be wanted here. Right. And then I get fired. And then I'm just like, holy shit. But at the same time, I started a T-shirt company with my friend. We were selling T-shirts because it was like that. I've always had that thing of like, I know I could even my can you see my candles. I got yeah. candles now. I know. I, I come up with things that will help me survive. That's a hustle to me. Right. It's a way to be like, yo, how can I get 90% profit off of something yeah. to help me out in the clutch? But you're also a small business owner. Well, yeah, because every comedian, like Mike Somerville said one day, he says, think about how crazy comedians are. One day we all woke up and thought, oh, I'm good enough to be a business. Yeah. Like me. I'm good enough for you to pay me to talk. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm just, good enough to be a corporation. Like, yeah. But it is I, it is insane. But I hit the wall when I got crazy. I got fired. I hit the wall and I was just on the couch like what the fuck am I going to do? And then um I started doing com- I hit multiple walls. So then I started doing comedy. I was How like, old were you at this point? I was like uh 28. Yeah. 20 29. I, yeah, 29. Yeah. So when I started doing comedy and then I came to New York to visit my mom for like a month and then I got arrested the feds came to my mom's crib and arrested me. Oh shit. Like the That's after the like a couple days after the first show I ever did. And everybody like my mom came out, everybody came out. Like I seen my first grade teacher. I don't know where the fuck my mom found her at. Everybody came out. It was like a big soiree. 
Yeah. And then everybody was so proud. And then a couple of days later, I'm in fucking jail. Shut oh. the f- I like that. But I like comedy. As stand-up comedy, it's great. We love doing it. And please come to our shows. Uh, but. <laughs> but I like that you just, you lose your job. You're like, I'm broke. I'm bumming around. And then like, well, I guess the only thing I could yeah. possibly do but, is comedy. But no. <laughs> it's like I, the low- I'm so low. I've always wanted to be, since the first thing I can remember I ever wanted to do was be a comedian. But okay. I never pers- I tried it once when I was like nine. I did a competition at like one of these clubs in the city for like young kids and shit, and I lost. And then I never looked back at it. It was like fuck comedy. Yeah. yeah. Did you think it was an unrealistic expectation, or what was holding you back? Well, absolutely. But then I heard something. Somebody was like, you know, don't die without trying. At least trying something that you always wanted to do. And then yeah. I was like, hmm. It took me like a week of smoking weed and vegetating to be like, <laughs> oh shit, comedy is something that I've always wanted to do. Let me give it a shot. And the first time I did it, people laughed. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then the second time I stunk. And then I was just trying to chase the feeling from the first time. Yeah. Since. And it's, that's literally everyone's how I started doing stand-up yeah. story. Yeah, I know. It when is I like addictive. To, it's a very addictive personality. Well, once you, once you're once you're already not making money, like once you start making money and that's and you see people and I get it because comedy is like. <laughs> You're just not getting paid for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so when you start doing stuff where you're making money, then you just like do less comedy because you're like, well, this is fun, but I also need an apartment. Right. <laughs> like, but know? to me, I, I think like one of the things like that crash yeah. from having a lot to having nothing, it taught me so much that I would have like that's it afforded me to be able to look at other people doing ridiculous things now and understand like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And I understand why they're doing it. Like as far as what, because I think a lot of people have that problem where they get so like super stressed, especially with money stuff, Mm. do you know, like, and if you feel, you know, you have to start over like with a divorce or a breakup, Mm -hmm. you know, and and everything's going well and then everything falls to shit. And a lot of people just get really depressed and don't. So what for you besides smoking weed for a week with a bottle service girl, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) like how did you, what did you hook into and like, what do you do now? Is there something you do every day now? Like I believe in myself more than anybody could ever believe in me and more than anybody's ever believed in me. So that right there, that helped me. It helps me every fucking day to be like, yo, I got this. I'm not waiting on, I don't care. You can't sell me a promise. Like I've, I've, and I'll sacrifice. I'll be homeless. I don't care about like money doesn't move me. Yeah. It's great. I love everybody loves money, but it's not the thing that makes me go. Yeah. So that I already feel liberated. The thing that everybody else is biting for, I'm not. So it makes me already feel special just because of that, Mm. where I can go my own way and know, like, all right, this way I believe in this way. And this is the way, you know, I did a show last night, not to bring up shows, but (laughs) I fucking pretty much, I kind of bombed hosting. I was hosting. Yeah. And it was at the Soho house. So, you know, everybody's fucking picking up. Speaking speaking of money. Yeah, exactly. But I went in and I was aggressive and maybe I didn't get the most laughs that I've been used to. But in hindsight, it felt good because I did what I wanted to do. It, that's a very, I, I didn't feel a very like, specific audience. Yeah. I mean, I've cracked them a few times, but it's yeah. like right. I still felt good is the point where it was like because I believe in what I'm doing. So right. even and then the crazy part is when I get off stage, right, some dude comes up to me with a card. He's like, yo, I work for this company. Boo, boo, boo. I really liked you. And then he left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that you just have to be your most like authentic well, self that, because a lot of people will be like, fuck you. That was terrible. But if you're pandering to an yeah. audience and that's what I was yeah. thinking, like, especially now that like you need to just be sharing yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. You need to have a camera like flipped on yourself. I feel like the only thing that that's able to transcend like you used to have these dudes even like like that just weren't 
real. Like they made up personas and then that was their mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Like like kiss or whatever, you know? Like you just you put on face paint and then you're that. But now Wait, that's not their natural skin tone. Yeah, I feel wait, like I've hold been like I was going to be He's not a real cat. That one guy's not a real <laughs> cat. I was trying Steven. to come up with a comedy example, but I couldn't think of one. Oh, you can't think Larry of a the comedy? cable guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking perfect. about? Perfect. <laughs> a lot of fucking people. Yeah, no, that's a great a example. Larry the cable guy is great. But I feel like now that we're on all these platforms, mm-hmm. authenticity is the thing that people gravitate towards because they see you all the time. Right. Like you can't maintain that persona constantly and people will call you out on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like to be nice and mediocre all the time. Just yeah, right exactly. down the middle. <laughs> Even be, keel. Yeah. We don't want to be too funny. We don't want to be just right oh, down the middle. Don't worry. No problem there. We're, yeah. We're, 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 totally like, cool. we're like a Zoloft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly. what that, Oh, that's the pill. That keeps you fucking right down pill. the middle. That's a chill pill. Yeah, and I do not. So let's, I want to go back to the Soho. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, oh, do you want to talk about rich people? This is, okay. And I know you know this because you, when you had a lot of money in Miami, mm-hmm. and I know Megan, like we all have experience with like super wealthy, like, and I know you're like Preston's parents have money. So you're like around people that where you could just kind of go to dinner whenever you want. Mm-hmm. It's well, crazy. I, I can't. Shout but not you, but people, people being able to do it. Not you, but like when his parents come to town. It's like when my parents are out. They're like, "Do you want to go to dinner?" And I'm like, "Can I order anything?" Right. You know, it's yeah. like nice to be around. We're like, "Ooh, some people that have money." Guys, I hate to burst your bubble. That is middle. That is very solidly yeah. middle class. My mom, I would go. I go meet my mom's. I go meet my mom's for lunch sometimes. She'd be like, "Yo, uh, you want to get a dollar slice?" I'd be like, "Yeah, let's get a dollar. Get two. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this." I went to. And this is real. Um, I went to a thing, this guy that I'm dating, he's uh, very wealthy and it was his idea. And this was, it's not even gentrification. It's beyond gentrification. It's oh, something, God. dude. Slavery. <laughs> all fucking, dude, all you are really close. I fucking swear to God. Most. You're we go real to this close. Thing, he goes, hey, do you want to go to, a, we'll go to a cooking class. It's a daytime activity because he wanted to do a day and at nighttime we're always working. Um, so I'm like, well, yeah, let's do a daytime activity. So he goes, it's a cooking class. And um, I said, great, that'll be fun. He's like, yeah, we're going to learn like um, traditional Bangladeshi cooking. Cool. Sounds great. Right. Fine. I didn't realize we're getting we get there and it's at a woman's house, a woman who's from Bangladesh and the way that they sell it, it's called the League of Kitchens and they sell it to wealthy people. And the premise of the program is these are recently they're recent immigrants to New York. Mm-hmm. And so you're helping them by going to their home and it's, it's 175 bucks a person. Mm-hmm. And the way that you help them is you go and let them cook for you and teach you how to cook their native food mm-hmm. in their kitchen. Oh, wow. After they've worked like their regular job. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize this bitch has been in New York for 17 years. We show up. She's stressed out. She's like, I work a full-time job at my husband's firm. And this is her side hustle for extra money. And it was me, this rich dude. And four very like rich bougie people who nobody knew how to even cut an onion. Hilarious. They were like they were just patting themselves on the back the whole time, just like For we're being hanging there. Out. Oh yeah. yeah. They're like they we're in a brown themselves. person's kitchen. I fuck. I was so mad, and she had to just keep keeping like get out of the kitchen. So they essentially paid a lot of money. They could have just give. I tried to explain to him. I was so mad an hour, and I'm like, do you know this is offensive? Because we're learning about another woman's culture. I'm like, this is not Bangladeshi <laughs> culture. We are in an apartment in Queens yeah. without central AC. This is poverty culture. Mm. This is, and I was Megan was telling me, there's a well, thing. Yeah, it's like the Russian thing. Yeah, which is there was. This was a few years ago, and they got in a bunch of trouble. Like Russian oligarchs were paying this firm to be homeless for like two days. 
Like they would like pay money. Wait, it was they like would a live poverty. As homeless people? Yes, it was like a poverty vacation, and they'd have like some like real shitty tiny apartment in Moscow, and they'd have like a coat, and they'd be given you know like how many however many rubles a day or whatever to like eat off of, and then be like, ooh, how much? How fun? We're playing poverty. Yeah, and like it came out in the news, and it was a big fucking deal because that's so they're essentially ins- paying to uh, in an attempt to. They're kind of ground themselves in some. No, kind of I don't think it's that. I no. think it's like play. It's like playing pretend. It's like playing house. Like they're like, yeah. this is so cute. Isn't this so cute? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I'm so, I'm so hungry. This is adorable. Well, it's, it's kind of like a, ah. a, a, a course in survivability. Yeah. Yeah. But with the, and there's something else I was, I did research on this when you told me about the Russian thing, it's called, the term is called poorism. So it's like, you just pretend and it's not the same as camping and it's not that they have it in South Africa and it's so expensive. It's more expensive than like yeah. a resort mm-hmm. than a five star resort. But you go and it's called a shanty town. I know what that is. Yeah. Oh, I know. And so you go and you and it's great. But it's it's this weird thing. And it's like because once you and, I, and you've realized this, you more than I think a lot of people, especially that even I know that extreme like popping up where you have 20 grand a month mm-hmm. and you have access when you have money you get whatever you want right. when you want yeah. it's like the twilight zone episode where you're like this is great and then you're like oh wait a minute right. i mean it is great <laughs> yeah yeah. Super, yeah 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 that twilight zone episode it's, where everything worked out in it but it's yeah. not everything no. yeah it's, it's, but it's it's so gross it, we got in a huge huge fight i was so mad because he's like mm. we're helping her i'm like no no no. you want to help this woman the, you, first of all you want to help a poor person give me the 175 dollars you paid for this mm. give it to me i need that money and if you really want to help somebody just like if all these people just like why don't you just give this woman 175 dollars cash and then get the fuck out of her kitchen. <laughs> I want to know how much food, money though? she's getting for. Yeah, because that's the thing. She's working through some weird fucking company. Yeah, that's running all these. So how much money is that woman actually seeing at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Because they're taking a cut and I'm sure it's a huge cut of that hundred seventy five dollars. Yeah, it, that was like that was like beyond. It wasn't even gentrification. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I feel very uncomfortable with it. But it's, it's all, real it's, gross. It's like wealth tourism, really. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a whole other thing. But that's New York is so fucking crazy like that because it's just, you know, I mean, just the what was that documentary that was just on Manhattan and the Bronx? And it's like the span of a few oh, miles. Park, the Park Avenue. Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the wealthiest motherfuckers right. in the world and then one of the poorest areas in the world just like back to back and everyone intermingling everyone working together everything crossed together i mean comedy is a great example because everyone comes comes out mm-hmm. the comedy everyone d- does comedy you know what i mean like it, there are these i feel like art and and certain creative things it's like they level the playing field and i work in luxury branding i mean i work in i walk into a multi-million dollar apartment and there are basquiat's on the wall you know it's just like that yeah. kind of thing where it's like this is you know you're decorating your gajillion dollar apartment with street culture it's crazy right so now wait a minute i want to go back to so when you were here when you got arrested mm-hmm. did you go back to miami or you were visiting here when did i went when i got arrested i went back to get all my shit and then i moved back to new york because i was like i'm gonna go through i'm gonna do um i was gonna spend my time out on bail in new york to do comedy which okay. was like two years before I got sentenced. Yeah. That's crazy. So and I, you can't talk about it, but the mail fraud, that's... <laughs> yeah. When he's like, how do you get into that? How do you... Yeah. Like, like a quick beginner's course, when you know? I- like a quick... It's the Selfish Help podcast. We're going to yeah. talk about money and then not tell people how to do it. 
Not we don't. We but, can't but, talk. But was that Wink. your was that your wake up moment, or was there actually some other kind of like interaction with a person, or like like I mean, just what flipped the switch? Where a you're bunch like, of okay. I think it was a, a a bunch of people along the way. Because like even along the way, I remember um, who was it? So my friend Score, that was his nickname, Score. He um took me to the place, and the dude said, "Don't die without whatever." And then I had a homegirl, and we went. Me and my boy went to her house. And I had just brought it up, like, I think I'm going to start doing comedy or something. I'm going to try doing comedy. And she just, like, she fucking, like, the look on her face was, like, she just got, like, so serious and was like, yo, this is what you got to do. This is it. And I never saw someone, like, react like that to anything I've said. It's always like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yo, this is it. You got it. This is, you're going to be your fucking thing. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I never forgot that. And then along the way, it's just like always people that are like, yo, even since I started like yeah. in Miami, like I was doing it for a few months. People were like, wow, you go hard and this and this and that. And I'm just like, I knew I stunk. But just the idea of right. people giving me that positive, those positive reinforcements were like, oh, shit, I'm doing the right thing. Wow. And that's a good we never worked together in Miami. We missed each other in Miami. Yeah. But yeah, when you I was find- only there for like four months doing okay. comedy at least. Oh, yeah. And then you came over here and then mm-hmm. it was like, whoops. Because it was like I started here. I started there, but then I like started here. Right. Because like five, four, five months there, it's like I was doing three, five mics a week there. And they were like, wow, you work hard. And then I came here. I'm doing like 20 mics a week. Right. Mm -hmm. You're doing that many. Yeah. You're doing three to five a night. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like this is where I had to be. And now do you have any like uh, as far as like the this is. See, now I've. My brain is exploding. First of all, it is. Uh, I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating because it's so hot in here. The heater's on. So I feel like I'm going to pass out because I have sweat coming out from under my tits. Oh, you got the hood heater. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like I'm like. That's it. It don't it even got a temperature. It's just, yeah. It you got to turn off. On your air, you got to turn your air conditioning on yeah. in December. Yeah. I was I was drinking cough. I'm like so sweaty that I feel like I'm going to throw up. It's very. <laughs> I do not like heat. <laughs> So what a yeah. fun episode so somebody, this is when no, Wendy passes out. I think it's just you're you're thinking about that exciting uh, future mail fraud career and your your blood pressure's going up. You're just getting so excited. <laughs> so turned on about your new criminal I know. enterprise. Well, that's the thing, because the hookering shit, I mean, it's not hooker shit. You know, it's not prostitution. Dating. Yeah, it's yeah, fancy dating. It's fancy dating. Da- yeah, fancy dating. You duh. enjoy going on fancy dating. Adulting. It's adulting. Dating with benefits. Dating with benefits. You're really adulting. Yeah. So when you had us, so you had escorts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me, because you said you're in a relationship now. Did you, did you, did it take a second to transition from like money escort? I mean, did you flip your whole thing or was it like, did you tackle one section of your life at a time? Yeah, it took a while. I was single for a while. After that, after the escort. (laughs) It was hard for me to, but then, I don't know, you know, your boy be shining. So, you know, people, <laughs> people gravitate to the light. You know what I'm talking about? That's you know, people I, gravitate yeah. to the light. Even, when you, even when the light is down, people still see the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when the sun come up and you don't see it, but it's bright outside, <laughs> your boy. So it was always, it was never really a problem. It was yeah. just, it was just getting back into like, oh shit, feelings. Yeah. Caring about people's feelings. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it's more of a problem with the way that you're thinking and approaching it. Because right. I feel like when people are hiring escorts, like they're actually trying to keep people oh, out. Right. Yeah. Like right. they don't want to deal with. That's really what you're paying for is that lack of emotion. Right. right. To go away. Yeah. That's the benefit about of being broke is that no one, if someone's hanging out with you. You know that it's official. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, for any other reason. You. But that's what, one thing, too, that I love about comedy or I've always that I've loved about comedy since I've been doing it. 
is that thing of, yo, I don't have shit. But then the way people treat me mm-hmm. or when they treat me, depending on who it is, like now it's weird because I'm getting a little heat. So right. sometimes people will be like, yo, and all extra. And I'm like, the fuck? I saw you last week and you didn't act like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The, they, but the official people that you know, it's like it feels good because you're like, yo, we just know each other and we're fucking here. We like each other as people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You Well, yeah, you can feel the difference, like the the disingenuous of the people that all of a sudden right. they're like very excited to see you. Yo, someone. So I host <laughs> I host a uh, uh, bar match list every Monday. Broken, right? Yeah. So, so homegirl comes up to me. Man, I, I, I don't. I saw her like recently. Was like, what's up? Saw her this time. I don't know if it's because she was drinking or whatever it was. And she's cool. Whatever. But so she's being extra like, oh my God. Yo, everybody loves you and this and this and that. And then she goes, yo, you think that anytime, any, like, I could get up on this shit? Get out. Oh, there it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was yep. like, I was like, what? what? Like, where the fuck you been? Like, nobody. Yeah. I don't even book this show. Like, oh, I, I know. Even, but like, it was like, that's like, what the fuck? I get that too. I get that where people Weird. will be super, super nice. And then they're like, hey, do you, and they're not even trying to get on my show or they'll try to get on my show. But then they also, they'll be like about glamour post. But then also it's like, can you introduce me to your other friends? I get that yeah. all the time. They're like, how can I maybe get on your friend show? And I'm like. No, no, no. First of all, I mean, I know I'm not that likable. So with some people, I'm like, first of all, no one's having that much of a good time having a conversation with me for, for 10 minutes or longer. You're super likable. You well, to you, because, you know. I, mean, I hate when people say that. <laughs> well, I guess it's true, because people go, to, to you. And I'm like, dude, no. Yeah, it's, tell me about it. It's in you. No. Yeah, no, Stephen, well, you. you are not likable. No. We have, yeah, that's, that's, there's no <laughs> argument there. There's no argument there at all. Yeah, but it's, but having, but the no, but the, having a little bit of heat, you get that. But the money thing is so interesting when people have, just to have people coming at you. Oh, yeah. And that's where people get real paranoid. And, you you know, when you have so much money, because then it's like. Are, yeah, I was rolling around with two guns. Holy shit. <laughs> like I got Two the first time Miami. I, the first time I really got a felony felony, I got pulled over in my car and I had two guns and like a couple ounces of weed on me. Like I'm just driving around. Just driving or going but for did, a did, Yeah, I mean, but they were legally purchased guns, right? Yeah, like, but you, they yeah. were like when you God have, bless America still, yeah. with it. <laughs> you're in Florida. I mean I know, but still when you're yeah. like the the drugs or something, I don't even consider weed drugs, but like the weed and then the guns and it was like what what are you doing? It looks bad. And they tried to charge me for like trafficking or some crazy oh. shit. They arrested me, went to my house, they got a warrant like in the middle of the night, tore my house up, drank my finest liquor. <laughs> they drank <laughs> your finest oh. They drunk That's all this badass. shit. That's yeah. a great yeah. reason to be a cop right there. Steal yeah. people's fancy booze. Yeah. But um They're just stealing, they're just playing with your guns. That's what we gotta do for comedy. Like as you start to come up, mm-hmm. just carry a weapon on your person. Yeah. Like, so that oh. if someone asks to get on your show and you'll be like, I don't book that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? It's like the thing of uh but so earlier I said belief, belief in myself. But also I like to work. I yeah. like to be the underdog. Yeah. I love that. I love proving myself. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's like when people ask me for things, I never asked nobody really for nothing. I just worked from the yeah. beginning. Like even I started, I was interning because I knew, I just knew how most successful people start. They just got to get in the door mm-hmm. and their will is going to take them to the top. And I just followed this. I'm like, dude, I'm going to clean the tables and I'm I'm going to have Madison Square Garden in my heart. And I'm not going to tell nobody, but I just needed to get in. So yeah. when people come at me, I'm like, yo, what the fuck you, you? I don't even, I told this one dude, he said, oh, Peter, you liked me finally. You liked me on Instagram. I said, you know what your problem is? I said, because he, he thought I didn't like him. I said, right. the problem is 
I see you a lot and everywhere, but I never hear about you. Yeah. So like to the point of, I would rather not see you and hear about you. Or like when somebody says your name, it's like, oh shit, this dude is working. Mm. Yeah. He's, or he's a nice guy or is it something as opposed to just, I'm everywhere. Right. Where it's like, what about working? Yeah. Go Work somewhere. People. I also do think it's Work important. I, th- I think it's important as you're doing that, that you have, like you have this, this dream in your part, but you're also verbalizing that to people. Like you're telling people what you want, you know, because part of my thing. I mean, only after it starts working. Yeah. Like initially, start they doing it. initially they won't get it. If I, if I came in and I was cleaning the table and I'm like, yo, I'm going to fucking headline Yankee Stadium. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, we don't need your help here. Yeah, right. exactly. But you yeah, got to exactly. just yeah. get in, but you got to f- believe keep, that keep shit. Keep some of it inside your because you're gonna, yeah. they're going to be locked up, but for schizophrenia. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you won't be locked up. You're like, oh, is this for the guns? No, no, no. You sound like a lunatic. Yeah. I got this. This is for, we have you on tape saying you're going to perform in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you're obviously unstable. You need right. medication. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, but that's something too, my, my, uh, my brother... And, and I know a lot of people like this where my, you know, my brother and I love him very much. And he's doing well. He's not in jail. So that's great. But like having a background where he was doing a lot of illegal activity and mm-hmm. hustling really hard where he was making a lot of money. And then but then to get out of that kind of rhythm, mm-hmm. yeah. it can be difficult for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And so I think it's cool. And they, it's not like for you, the key, but the key is like to find something that you like doing, something that you love doing or a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's so difficult for so many people yeah. to do what you did, which is be yeah. like, okay. Well, but, Petey, can I, I mean, yeah. were, were you lucky when you got community service? I mean, were you up against a bigger charge? Well, I like, pled you know? guilty because yeah. I could have took it to trial and I would have faced like five to 20 years. And the federal government's like percentage of winning cases is like in the 80s to 90s. Yeah. yeah. So it was like. I can take it to trial, but they have all this evidence already. Right. Right. Or yeah. I could just be like, guilty, face well, five like, years. Yeah, you it was, were guilty, right? Yeah, I was guilty. So right. like yeah. five years. I was, facing, <laughs> I was facing five years. If I played guilty, which I did, I was facing five years. And then they gave me community service and and um a crazy amount of money that I have to pay back. But right. oh, I thought you were gonna say and a crazy amount of money. Like, <laughs> that, no, I, wish. I was I like, mean, that's you, nice of them. They're like feel, good work. How do you feel about actual rehabilitation and community service versus jail time or you know well, like the, all the things that you were up against? The thing that I told the judge because you know you get that one little spe- second to speak in the court. When oh you, yeah, do you? <laughs> the smile like, on your like, face. I would is like. Right I was like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> You Your honor and to all of those in attendance. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I, the thing that helped me was like me even telling him like, dude, this was something that I did in the past. You didn't catch me doing this. I didn't have to get caught to stop doing it. So therefore, I kind of self-rehabilitated myself. I found yeah. a passion and a purpose. And this is the, the road that I'm on. I even did a show called Probation's Got Talent. My public defender told me that I should do this. And then they showed it to the judge. Yeah. Just to show like, yo, I'm fucking serious. Like, I'm really doing comedy. And I think the judge saw that and was like, yo, you know, you see a bunch of the same type of people come in front of you. And he maybe saw something different in me. And then he let me go. And right. it was just like. And the, even that was like it made me go even harder, right? Because that's comedy. like a sign. Yeah, it was like, like, yo, I got a second chance. Yeah. So it's like I can't fuck it up. That's why I look at Meek Mill. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You yeah. got a, You got like around. a. You got two, three, ten chances. 
Because a lot of people just bullshit. And they're like, they, you lie about uh, having remorse and feeling guilty to get less time. Yeah, no, I'm fucking. <laughs> Can you imagine you're up for like a murder charge, like Jeffrey Dahmer? And he's like, you got to, sir, I, I've been to three open mics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning my life around. That's, I feel like if there's any, I'm trying to think like, what, like, because like, this is like an inspirational episode, but it's right. like the, so far, like the one solid tip is if you're convicted of a crime, hit a couple mics, get a couple right. flyers yeah. up on Instagram. <laughs> Plead guilty, seem real bummed. I out about what you did in the past. The gotta, now you gotta find your thing. Yo. Your That's Honor, if I could, somebody, I'm taking, I just need a quick five minute tape. Yeah. You gotta find your thing. <laughs> I think you just gotta find your thing, whatever it is. It's that type five. Everyone's type gotta five. find whatever their type five is. I didn't is, even have it. It was just a, per, I, I probably stunk. Yeah, they're like, is but this your lawyer? No, no, this is my warm up guy. I need yeah. someone this to get big. the jury warmed up. No, this was, this was, everything worked out. I got sentenced. It was, uh, February Black History Month. <laughs> the court was the Thurgood Marshall Courthouse. First black dude ever elected to the Supreme Court yeah. justice. My judge was black. Shout out to Judge Carter. My mom's was there. The, all of the people working in the courtroom was black. The stenographer and the whoever, the other two ladies jobs, whatever they do, <laughs> they was black. And it was just a bunch of suits on this side to the left, a bunch of white guys. And then it was just me and my mother on one side. So it was like they had to let. It was like yeah, they the, had to let. Go. They had to let me. Go. Like, they didn't have on. to let me go. But you know what the judge said once he goes, like you know when they do that thing, like they they look down and they're reading and the shit. And he goes, all right, so comedy, huh? All right. And then he goes, well, I know you can't be Richard Pryor overnight. And when he said that, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna let me go. Yeah, my mind. <laughs> and then they let me fucking go. That's so cool. That that's crazy. fucking cool. That's fucking, also, that no crazy. pressure. He's comparing you to Richard Pryor. No, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that shit felt super good. I like when you're in your probation, they go to check in and they try to check on you like you're criminal. Like if you're doing any criminal activity, he's like, all right, so here we just, we got to make sure, check on your progress. We'd like you to do a half hour for the court. <laughs> he's like, he God damn it. Well, phone. it's like if you get a DUI and you have to go to like AA meetings and shit and they have to like sign off that you went to the meetings. Yeah, so he just has like, to like get the open mic host to sign off that he's showing up at open mics. Yo, I had this my my new PO. She like asked to see a video <laughs> the other day. She's like, "You got anything I could see?" Because I was just so charged up. I went in there. I was like, "Because things were fucking happening for me." Yeah, and I had to let it. Because like as a, you're not, I don't have a job. Like you're supposed to have a real job. Yeah. So you can show the government you're working. And I just came in with like three check stubs from like some shit, like <laughs> some fucking like levity live check stuff, or like a copy of like $125 or yeah, some yeah. shit. And I'm like, yo, this is my jobs right here. Right. You and just then, check stuff and then like your roll of fat on your stomach. What's that? This is all the, fr- I've been paid in food and beer. <laughs> yeah. and beer. And then I showed her a video and then she treated me differently after that shit. She was like, oh shit. Oh, that's awesome that they that at least respect like, it like a real like differently job. good. Right. Like, yeah. not like- <laughs> I think, too, like I feel like, too, like if you believe in yourself enough, other people because like other people will believe in you, the more you believe, even yeah. if they don't even understand what they're believing in, they'll believe in you. Because like I remember when I first I would go, I would go every fucking day, every night to comedy every day, every night. And people will probably like look at me. That's the hope of the hood came from. Yeah. Like people look at me and they leave, see me leave. Oh, you gonna do comedy? All right, cool, whatever. Woo, woo, woo. And the more and more and more and more and more I went, the more I seen them changing towards me. Like, oh shit, he's really trying to do this shit. Yeah. To now, it's just like if I say, yo, I'm doing some. Everybody's just like, okay, word, he's doing yeah. it. That's because most people talk about doing things yeah. and they say they're gonna do it. The follow through is so difficult. And I was having a conversation about this um, with somebody last night. 
you get because you get a dopamine dump. There's all the stuff in your brain that you get just from talking about saying, oh, I'm going to do comedy or Mm -hmm. oh, I'm working on the script or I'm doing this or we're going to plan this. Mm -hmm. You get a dopamine dump from saying talking about it. They've Mm -hmm. done studies. Your brain, you get the same dump in your brain as if you have a achieves that accomplishment. Mm. So a lot of people will talk about it and you get the good feeling. It's even something silly, like we're going to do a sketch, right? Mm. And then you're re- talking with your friends and you're like fired up. We're going to do it. It's going to be so funny. And then the next day, it's just like, well, and you don't have that dopamine dump when you're in the middle of editing the sketch and you're like, <laughs> I, mean, I just watched Christina do it with the book. It's mm-hmm. like the book, you know, now that the book's out, it's like dopamine dump all the time. Right. It's amazing. You know, but before, guess what? Guess what is almost the opposite. What's a dopamine retractor is looking open your email yeah. and you have three Google docs that you have to edit and you're like, Oh fuck, I got to write this real thing. Dopamine yeah, exactly. dick inverter. You know, but, but I feel like the thing is like, like the funny, we've all had friends that go, Oh man, I'm funny. Do you think that somebody told me I should do comedy? What do you think? And yeah. I, I always tell those people, I go, do you, do you have, do you feel like you have to do it? Yeah. And if they say it's like, no, no, don't do it Uh, with anything. I feel like if you feel unless you're getting paid, obviously, and you got to survive, you know, you do what you got to do. But if you don't feel like you have to do something, you're probably never going to really be that good as the person that feels like this is the only way I'll breathe. Yeah. I have to do this. or I'll die. That's any art, music, film. I mean, you see that with with musicians and that, you know, any creative type of person. It's like, well, do you if you feel like you have to do it, then you should absolutely do it. Well, and there's nothing wrong too. And I would, the, I have a really good friend of mine, my buddy Dan Dakotas. Mm-hmm. Do you know Dan? I don't remember Dan. He so, fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So Dan, I started doing comedy with him in Florida, and specifically with comedy, but like with anything that you're doing mm-hmm. in in life, because you can start off doing one thing, and you're like, this is what you know. You go to college for whatever. Like I'm gonna be a teacher, mm-hmm. and then you're doing it, and then it stops being fun, and you're not happy, and you're like, I feel miserable. Mm-hmm. You can change your life course at any time. Oh, absolutely. And it sucks. But you just have, you know, and isn't he in the medical field or something? Now? He is. So Dan and Dan, is, he conversate. I mean, he's one of the funniest people Dude, on the planet. Real quick. Can I yeah. say something? Yeah. When I first started in yeah. Florida, there was the Oakland comedy, something like Oakland Parkway, something, you yes. know, you know, Oakland Boulevard or yes. whatever in, in uh, Broward. Uh-huh. So there was a small comedy club there. And I remember driving up there with Rhett Thompson. Right? Yes. I love Rhett. And, and so that was like my first buddy in comedy. Like she was just like, like anything like i would ask for advice and just i was young i was green so then we went there for open mic one night and dan was up there and i'm brand fucking and i'm looking at this guy like wow this dude is doing this shit so effortlessly yeah with like a few people in the room but just like i'm like in awe yeah he's so funny and i remember when he moved here Cause we started, like I started with like um, Patrick Schroeder, Lucas Connolly, uh, well, Watkins, Dan mm-hmm. Dakotas, those dudes, that's who I started with in Florida. And then they moved here. I moved mm-hmm. to LA and they moved to New York. But Dan, when he moved here and I remember he told me and it was okay. And this happens a lot in any career and in comedy for whatever reason, there's this weird stigma, like specifically with comedy. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're doing it and then all of a sudden you're like, this is not make me happy. It's giving me more anxiety than happiness. I'm going to quit doing it. Mm-hmm. There's this weird thing where it's like you gave up, but if you're not happy doing it, yeah, you do something. Dan, yeah. So there's so for both sides. So like power ahead, go for your dreams. But then if you feel like okay, I can I can breathe without getting on stage and talking Mm -hmm. about you know trying to like impress a room of strangers Mm -hmm. and make them laugh at me. But yeah, he just had so much anxiety, and now he's much happier. 
but he moved here and it was a an interesting the, like a similar rebuilding where he moved here with the idea like I'm gonna be a comic and this mm-hmm. is gonna be great and then he was like I'm not happy but that's the thing too like I was fortunate too like I would look at myself because I look at them well not all of them but like some of them where I would look at myself and I go I was fortunate to start four months after I started here so I didn't have the acclaim of doing something for a few years somewhere and being the best and then coming here and having to start over. So mm-hmm. I would see people come here. Like, I know guys that were like the funniest fucking, like everybody talked about them in Florida. Yeah. The funniest fucking guys, hands down, win all the competitions, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Then they come here and you got to start at the bottom. And most people, they they don't want to f- climb uphill again, especially yeah. when there's so many different, it's way different in New York. There's so many different groups of people and things. So it's like, are you willing to do that or are you just going to do something else? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Oh, no. It's and and to just to like to humble yourself. That's just hard as fuck. Yeah. Because and and this is and that's anytime like starting over, that's you going to humble yourself. You Mm -hmm. know, if you go from making a lot of money and that's like me working at the sneaker store. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's even the same as like with the sugar daddy thing to go from when I like I was like, okay, I'm going to like go legit for a while. I was like, I this is this. And you're like, yo, what the fuck is this personality shit? It was yeah, it was it was taking (laughs) an emotional toll on me. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give two shit. Fuck about your characteristic traits. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time for it, but I was like, this is what's taking an emotional toll. And so it's like, okay, I'll go. I'll just temp. Mm-hmm. That was, I felt like I was eating my own foot. Cause as I was there getting yelled at by a bunch of other temps, like mm-hmm. you're saying people who are younger than me, I was doing the math in my head of like, okay, I have now made after taxes, $48 right. yeah. <laughs> in two hours, you know, and you have to swallow your pride. Cause it's like, I could have been in a hotel room with one dude mm-hmm. and made the, my week's salary. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to make here, but you just, you have to go like, well, I guess fuck it. And you just have to just kind of deal with it and then swallow your pride mm-hmm. and then climb back up from the bottom to, to restart anything, whether it's like a, div- I know a lot of people might, cause we're all in our thirties, mm-hmm. right? Steven. Yes, very 30s. <laughs> very 30s. About very I lie 30s. about my age all the time. Because I came up in music so and left it, and now I'm left with a complex about yeah, my Yeah, you've had the same. We've all had things where you're no, here. Well, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, there's so many parallels with me because I, I had a first career in music where it was, you know, I managed bands for years. I worked for labels. I did the thing. And then, you you know, I started having friends die like like I had a couple of friends like drink themselves to death and you know like just a couple of things where it was like I don't I don't want to want I can't I can't do that mm. um so uh so yeah so I I very consciously was like I need to make a shift and that was when I was kind of like starting to take straight jobs and that's exactly when I met Christina mm. and now comedy and audio and Nerds, nerds. Everyone needs nerds. Yo, nerds are so. Everyone needs nerds. I, and everyone needs. Everyone needs people that inspire them, and, and everyone needs people that that have see, their different backgrounds. Yo, I seen my homegirl the other up. night in uh in the village. This was like late night, probably like not late, but like midnight. So I'm walking to the train station, and I see my homegirl walking towards me, and I haven't seen her in a while, but she's like a homie that always support. Not always, but when she can, she's like one of those key homies that supports. I saw her. And she's like, yo, P, what's up? I'm like, yo, what's up? And then she just starts fucking crying, dude. Like, fucking just like, cry, like, damn, there's something going on. And I'm just like, yo. um, I guess she was, I was like, yo, you want some cigarettes? So I bought her some cigarettes. It's like, yo, let's smoke. So then we smoked or whatever. And then we were just talking. And then um, 
about whatever was going on in her life. Yeah. And then the next day, she's just like, yo, she texts me. She's like, yo, so good seeing you. Thank you. I needed to talk, whatever. That was like the best fucking feeling, no matter what I was going through. Yeah. Even like, that's the thing, like by, like going to the soup kitchen. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it makes you put aside the things that are stressing you out for that time mm-hmm. when you're like, wow, at least I have some sort of mental stability. A little, even right. if it's a little bit. Even if it's a fucking pinch yeah. that that keeps you kind of going and keeping your head up and just not letting shit, you know. Well, it's just how good help does it feel to be there for people when you can be. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best. I mean, whether you have money or not, like whatever, like that's, it doesn't cost anything. That's like, I was thinking about kitchen. That's mission bringing it back around. Boom. 360. Boom. Yeah. Well, no, well, that's, well, first of all, I mean, you could give me a hug, but if you want to put a $50 bill in my pocket, I'll appreciate the money. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm not going to, I mean, I know we're talking a lot of shit, but let's not talk that much shit about money. No, I'm not. (laughs) I gave up, I bought her a pack of cigarettes. I know you did. I know you're not talking (laughs) shit about money. $15. Because I'm going to buy one of your candles. I was looking well, at the I mean, sense. I, mean, yeah. I saw that. I know you're not. I know you're not hating on money. Ah, hell because no. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get it, baby. Well, we need doing, money. We need money for the community. I know. We need. See, I'm, that's what I do like to do. I like to, I'm trying to universally, like, neg wealth out of the universe. Where yeah. they talk shit. Where I'm like, whatever. I don't need it. Wink, wink. Nah, nah. But I'd rather Keep do it. Keep checking on, my purse. To you the know what it is, though? I'd rather, because, like, even, like, with what, like, having a show, all of, whatever you do. I feel like if you feel good about it, who fucking cares? Or if you feel proud, if, if I could take pride in those fucking candles, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't tell my mom's. I give her twenty thousand dollars for her birthday, and I can't be proud. I could lie to her, but then when I'm by myself, I can't be proud. Right, so yeah. even if whatever it is you're doing, whether you be whatever, it doesn't. Ha- it could be fucking uh, webcam model. It could be a fucking stripper. It could be a porn star. It could be whatever you do, and it's not hurting nobody. And you're in control of it. Right. Fucking do that shit. Mm. <laughs> do that shit. Get the money. Yes. You know, don't hurt nobody, though. But, you know. Well, guys, I am glad you support my webcamming career. That's it. What's, yeah. your, what's your username? <laughs> That's yo? what this is really about. What's your username? My username is, well, Steven. The, Steven the, no, uh, we should we should take Penta. So it would be the I don't I don't know. I you I you would be the most your webcam would be like crying fetish. It It would would be be yeah, it would be yeah, exactly. Honestly, you know what? No, if you would actually, (laughs) if you want to call me and and get very practical advice. That's an actual business, and we can do it for Jamalams. You are the last person that should be giving anyone therapy. I was just no. I think I have had enough therapy. I think I got this. That's how I be, but I be feeling the same way. Three therapies. You've had like three (laughs) therapist sessions. And I'm a fucking professional. I know what I'm doing. I I be feeling that way too. Like sometimes when people like talk to me or come to me, whatever, I'm like, dude, I'm fucked up. Like on paper, like if you put the statistics of my life on paper, I'm fucked up. But like, just sort of talk. Like, I was, I, I thought that I was getting high earlier, and I thought um, I was just like, because I'll come up with quotes like I'm some fucking philosopher, yeah. and I'll write them down, and then I'll keep it moving. I go, if anybody ever asked me this in an interview, I got the answer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you do that? This is why we get along because we're both mildly delusional, schizophrenic. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, yeah. we belong- you gotta be though. If oh, you're not that, I don't even right. fucking like you. Probably most of the time. I know. <laughs> I'm taking those type of. I love delusional, not right. delusional to the extent of like. 
you're crazy, but delusion of like, yeah, have these, do no, these fucking things. No, but that's why comedy is so powerful, because there is a we philosopher can, mentality behind and it. And we all have the potential to be dangerous cult leaders. Just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on paper, Beautiful. I'm a terrible person. Beautiful. I don't know what's going on. Beautiful. But face to face, I can make me. you believe whatever the fuck I want. No one wants advice from a perfect person. That's a fact. You want the friend that has fucking lived. But that's like, all right, so the thing was, you know when people go, I feel like some kind, it's like you're trying to teach me something. Yeah. Or you're trying to make me get your point. Right. It's like, I don't give a fuck about if nobody gets my point. I just want them to feel good when they leave. I don't, like, I'm not really trying to make a point. Like, I'm not, like, did you see the post? I, I posted something today. I go, then black people do this and white people do that. Or do this. Yeah. Now, white people do this, period. <laughs> Hashtag woke <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Because there's that thing of, like, I see black comic after black comic after black comic basically do the same fucking thing which is like white people do this yeah which is fine if you like but be funny with the shit like make right. it be there are lots of silly things that white people but do. but but it's, i know but it's like it's like they try i feel like they're trying to make the people feel, like you can't tell me you're gonna do this material in front of senior sit white senior citizens what are you trying to yeah. like make that you trying to sway their fucking opinion to be like, oh yeah, maybe that is like no fuck that, right? There's this people point, like just make them fucking laugh. Who cares? Well, I mean, you could talk about what you want to. I'm not saying right. don't talk about what, it, but like, where's the fucking funny in it? Where's the right. misdirection? Where's the silly? Where's the you know? Happy? And, where's the happy? And when trying to like make a point and prove a point and get something across, that's one thing. But then there are other times where it's like, okay, now you're in a room and like I'm not trying exactly. I'm not trying to change these people's opinion, and especially if like. Especially if they're older, they're gonna die yeah. soon. It's like let's just try to like have fun for ten minutes. <laughs> there doesn't have to be a point. Yeah. There doesn't right. have to be a call. It doesn't. it doesn't have to be. You're not. You know. It just. It just like you just want. I just want have a good time. Feel good. Feel good. Even at the Soul House, it's like I know most of these people. I was super aggressive last night, and I could yeah. see some of them were like, "Ooh." But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, I'm. We all here to have fun, right? And to have a good time. We don't have to have the same tax brackets, right? You don't have to get on the six train with me after this. I know. But we can and have like, fun right God. now. Yeah. Yeah, we Thank can have fun God. right now. I know. And that's Shout out to all my Scientologists. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just I, feel like, I, don't, I don't know anything. I feel like we're turning, this is turning into some kind of a cult meeting. That's what we're <laughs> trying to do. It's 100%. It's always been that. This is like positive energy. We're lulling, we're like lulling the audience into the sense of like, look, no, you man, guys, there doesn't have to be a point. There's something to it. I know you guys joke about it, but there's something There's something to this. I don't know. What, us starting a cult? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. a great idea. We're gonna I do it in yeah. Montana. You know what? Church is ridiculous. Yeah. Like we need a new, we need a new church, not Scientology per se, but just like a positive attitude. You know what I would positive love? attitude for atheists. <laughs> you know how some people have uh, this is one one of the goals that I've had. It was like you know how some people like they'll get money like athletes or a lot of like celebrities or whatever, and they'll like open up like a come like a like a uh, community center where kids could play basketball yeah. or fucking boys and girls club. And I want to open up like, um, like, like motivational places or like places where people can go to like, just kind of uh, be inspired. Yeah. That used to be a school, to, but you, now, now it's no, like, have, have you ever tried to like get into the motivational racket? Like the Gary Vaynerchunk kind of like, uh, uh, not, I mean, bro, on the way, I feel like I'm on the way because, like, even with my podcast, 
It's like usually they're people that are super successful and then they tell you how they became successful and they'd be like, I ate my toenails for dinner. Yeah. yeah. But like there's not really the person <laughs> that's like That's going, another tip. There's not the person Fiber. that's going through it yeah. that you can go on the journey with. And you can be like, oh, shit, look what happened today. Another positive thing. Oh, shit, a negative thing. But it's really a positive thing. And that's just kind of how I live. So it's like, to t- and it's not a big secret. Like, people are like, oh, you're this, you're that. I'm like, dude, I'm just like every fucking body else. Yeah. The only difference is what I believe. Right. I don't believe, like, the thing that's just, you know. Right. Well, the difference is that you believe in yourself and a different thing, but then also that you're wor- you're actively working towards a goal and being open and honest about it. And that's the reason that we even started this podcast. The, the selfish help thing is because so many people walk around acting like everything's fine all the time and mm-hmm. everything's OK. And they're like, I'm going to the gym or I'm doing this. And they're you're and instead of they're always thinking about things that they can do to change and improve. And, mm-hmm. but they never actually the follow through because mm-hmm. that's the part that sucks a dick. <laughs> but yeah, so it's fun. Cause we in real time fail at most. Of, oh, we yeah. do things, we but do, then do. Yeah. But, but you know what the funny thing is? It's like for, for all three of us, there are certain things that take Megan's doing wads. I'm getting super into <laughs> getting tested this week for all my SVD. Nice. I mean, you don't, I was thinking this too. You don't like, we don't want to fail, but we're not scared to fail. Well, and you can't do do everything. I mean, you can't, we're on, we're not all going to meditate and, you know, you can't be successful at everything. Right. You could try everything, but you're going to fail at something. You're just, some stuff's not going to click. You're not going to be great at everything you do and you're not going to want to do everything you do. So find your lane. Mm hmm. And then it'll, 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 well, I like Stephen. Find your lane. Jesus Christ. Stay in your lane. lane. Tell him, Steve, it's a lot of lanes on this highway. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, I'm going to, no, I'm taking this motivation. That's my mom used to say that whenever she probably still says it now and she's driving and someone gets in the lane and she'll be like, pick a lane, not mine. That's my mom's like shit talking road rage. You know what the final, I don't know if we're wrapping up. Yeah. But the final thing is for me, Meg's what up? Uh, So, like, my whole life, I never got, I was taught how to lose. I was taught how to fail, how to accept it. I was taught, I was never taught how to, like, uh, be resilient. I was never taught how to succeed. It wasn't until I was an adult that I started reading. I was like, oh, shit, there were people that were, well, worse than me and were successful. So then I came to a point where it's like, you know, they got Rocky and fucking, you got Mickey, his trainer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to be your own fucking Mickey and you got to be your own Rocky. Both you got to because you might not have that person that's going to motivate you. So you got to motivate your fucking self. And that's what I think for me, that's what gets me going. It's like, yeah, I feel down. We all fucking feel down. Yeah. But it's like nobody's going to be there to help you pick yourself up, but your fucking self. So I think that's where like where I am. See, so it's not crazy. Someone else also is is putting their split personalities. You have to to work. You have to. If you're gonna have a bunch of personalities, it all better be Give them you. jobs. Yeah. You're the trainer. <laughs> you're the fact. boxer. That's yeah, gotta somebody's gotta go to the fucking soup kitchen gotta, and do this to. community <laughs> service. You can sit around and fucking cry. I cry sometimes. Yeah, but when I cry, I get even more furious. <laughs> <laughs> When I, I used to tell him, I said, you know what? If you really want to slow me down, make my life better. My instincts are the enemy. I warned you. I've damaged good inside of me. Need 
plug your shit, man? Oh, uh, Hope of the Hood every Monday. Yes. Hope of the Hood is great. Thank you. It's our, uh, we've been doing it four, four episodes now. Uh, you can find me, Broken Comedy, Bar Matchless, every Monday. Uh, you can find, I got a new show in the Lower East Side called Better Days. Uh, you can find me Glamour Puss December 2nd Yes, in yes the building. Yeah. Uh, You can find me In the streets At the soup kitchen uh, Part of the solution On Webster Avenue uh, You can check for me Shout out to uh, My man My man E Edwin Shout out to my man Sean in the kitchen Holding it down Shout out to Diz In the kitchen Holding it down <laughs> Shout out to my man John in the kitchen He been there for 20 years He'll let you know you. I've been at the soup kitchen Since it was a, Across the street <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him that soup kitchen since it was the other soup yeah, kitchen. Since, yeah, it exactly. a, since it was the size of this closet. Now look at it. <laughs> Illustrious industrial kitchen. Um, and that's it. You can find me on Twitter uh, at PD's Jokes, Instagram at PD's Jokes, and uh, that's it. Awesome. We'll put all the stuff Sweet. there. Follow PD. Go to his shows. We're one of the funniest people. Thank you. So this was like a very thank you. This was a very fun yeah. episode. Yeah. What a twist yeah. and turns. I, I hope know. I hope somebody I hope somebody like let they toddler or like whatever the ages where they can't walk. Oh, yet. we have so many teenagers. Yeah, we, we were actually just discussing how concerned we are by our young. Yeah, no, I, I want I want somebody that they you know they have a kid that's not walking yet. They to play this and they start walking. Yeah, hear this podcast <laughs> and they get up. They start making coffee and shit, French press. <laughs> Little babies start making French press for the parents after they just hear this shit. They, that's what they think. They're like, is our baby making souffle? No, no, no. Oh, my God. Our toddler's making candles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is making very candles. They're making and candles. selling them for a lot of money. <laughs> get that money, yo. Infamil don't buy itself. Feel no. me? Hey, Rilla, uh.